The following podcast is work safe. Can I get a Hello everybody, welcome to a breakout bonus level from We Talk Games on the Wii. Now I both promised a Wii bobble and threatened a Wii bobble to those of you that think it's threatening. The Wii is a system that still has games coming out for it. They're still producing games for it. Uh, joining me is Kyle Von Kubik. I am Wiggly and uh, we got some Wii games. This bobble is full of Weeness. It is. Free Wii Wii pad with the listen of this show. So much weenus. A ton of weenus. Oh, huge weenus. Yes. So, Are you uh, saying that right? I am. Okay. Yeah, full of gleaming weenus. Yeah. What's going on on the Wii? S- things. Yeah. They're still making games. <laughs> That's well, what I, I heard. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Wii's catching a lot of slack. I mean, it's showing its age. We, sure. We've seen games that we'll probably talk about that just <laughs> harken back to the... The days of uh, Laserdisc titles where you had a small pixel on top of a, a rendered background. Uh, very reminiscent of that. In fact, it, well, Sin and Punishment. Oh, Sin we're going to start at the bottom. I Let's guess. start at the bottom. Okay. Let's, I mean, it, that's going to take like three seconds A lot seconds of people excited about this game. I couldn't wait for when it, it, you know. When you heard about it, because sure. it was a neat shooter, right? but it's exactly what it looks like. I think it that's looks... going to be a theme for today, too. Games you were excited about <laughs> when you heard them, and then you played them, and you're yeah. like, eh. Not so much. There's there's other games that we were not excited about, and then we played them, and we had a right to not be excited, excited about, about them. them. Yes, yeah. but uh, Sin and Punishment Two. You know, maybe people are going to enjoy this, but basically, it looks like your character is on top of a. Uh, it's like a, a laser disc game. game. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Going back to the laser active. Going back to plane pixelated, or yeah. or a, a jet fighter or a star fighter over a. CGI or live action uh, <laughs> yeah, film exactly. strip, you know. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's 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 not quite Mad Dog McCree, but no. it is it is in that same vein, and that's what you feel like. You feel like, you know, it's a shooter on rails, but you really feel like it's on rails, and you really feel like these two art pieces don't go together. The backgrounds do not look like your character. Yeah, your character is just not. And it's two girls that you can choose from? Well, I thought it was two girls, but evidently one of them's a guy. Okay, very good. Yeah. And that's enough of that. Sure. Three minutes on that, that's no good. So what else did we? were we excited about or not excited about that we gave a shot? I believe we mentioned this on previous episodes, but we didn't actually get to dig into it or yeah. bite into it. A Pac-Man party. Yeah, the big 30th celebrate celebration. Pac-Man with Pac-Man party. <laughs> <laughs> Which, uh, seriously, I, and at the time, never having played it, th- this was before it ever came out, I had mentioned that Pac-Man Fever, I thought, was going to be better than it, because you could be Tekken, yes. people from Tekken, and, and all the different people from different Namco games, which right. I thought was charming. But and in this game, you get to be Clyde, missing a few chromosomes. He is, yes. No, he actually has an extra actually chromosome. Has an extra yeah. chromosome. Yeah, it's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, his lower lip uh, goes f- too far above his upper lip. L- little home too. star happening there. It is not, yeah. It, it, it borders on, well, it made me uncomfortable. I enjoyed it. Okay, very good. <laughs> and Or you could be a Yeti, of course. For some reason. Yeti, very famous. A robot. In, in the Pac-Man series. Rob the robots in there for some reason. Right. That was just bizarre to begin with, but... Uh, and this was a big play- announcement from Namco. It was. <laughs> but playing this game, which we actually played. Unfortunately. Uh, and we played it for way too long. Yes. Because I think that we were waiting for an actual 
element of game to happen. I think, yeah, it wasn't like till the 10 or 15 minute mark that we actually played our first mini game. Right. But now there is a, a bit of this that they tacked on to try to make it worth your money. And that is that you can play the original Pac-Man. You can play the original Galaga, mm-hmm. which were on the same boards yeah. and the original, some other Namco game. Or you could played. download it off the internet for free. All right, now. Since 98. Yeah, they, they, it, it is the same titles that you've played, but you yeah. get to play them on your Wii. Yes, you can play them. And uh, my favorite format of playing them, the 8.5 by 11 format. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Dig Dug, right? Dig Dug we yeah, played, the and then one. you could actually position the screen, blow it up a little bit. Yeah. It's still... You can warp right. the screen, too, so it really looks bizarre. Yeah. But then you also can play the mini games just by themselves, which you most likely have to unlock. We didn't even... Attempt you know, try. Yeah, because it's like... It's, we'll just play the regular game. And... Like I mentioned, since you could do mini games, I thought, okay, this is going to have mini games. Yeah. And for the longest time, we thought the dice rolling <laughs> technique were the mini games because that's all we were doing. One of the dice rolls, you throw darts at balloons to try to you know get, roll, get an eight or a seven or yeah. four or whatever. And this is all top down view of the game board, which looks terrible. You look don't like really know where you no. are. No, there's these paths that your characters just run along. Oh, and that's when you actually yeah, yeah score they, something. They gobble up. Pellets, which I guess are the replacement for squares. They're cookies. Oh, they're cold cookies. Yeah, they're not cold pack pellets. They're cookies. So you eat cookies, and those are the places that you move. But it happens simultaneously. Like, both characters move at the same time. And they run, and they run for incredibly long distances between cookies for some reason. Yes. So uh, that happens. Another way to roll a dice was, like, a jackpot wheel. Stop the jackpot wheel. Another one was spinning dart boards. It was definitely a different take on it. Like, yeah. uh, you know, the Mario Party with the flip in the Wiimote up to mm-hmm. hit the block. That's got repetitive. That's kind of, you know, this is a different right. take on that. This still isn't a good but game. But it stunk. Yeah. <laughs> and it took way too long to just roll dice. And you you're know? building castles for some reason. <laughs> castles <laughs> keep appearing and disappearing. It's like Monopoly yeah. with Legos. Every space that you land on it doesn't already have a castle. You build a castle. Right. And if you build castles, and that's a level one castle. And if you build castles, uh, you're saying character builds a castle next to that then it's level two and so far if you keep having cookies next to each other you build larger <laughs> lego castles and then if your friend lands on it then you get then to play the mini a versus mini game which right. takes way too long at the versus title screen yeah with lightning bolts going between your two characters completely ripped music <laughs> yeah. and uh screen battling you know whatever from pokemon stadium right and then there's an item place that you can i guess you not items. You just pick a box, and maybe yeah, you, there's something in a box, yeah. and maybe there's and not. that's called event. Yeah, it's called like an it's event. event to pick between four treasure chests, which you either get cookies or lose cookies. Right, and that yeah. completely <laughs> rips off the music from the mushroom houses in Mario Brothers Three right, for some right. reason. And then uh, there's always one space on the board where, like on the board we played, there was a a giant teddy bear, and you kept stealing leftover his jelly assets beans. from Naughty Bear. <laughs> you keep stealing his jelly beans. And it, it it tempts you. It says, keep coming back to this space and something big is going to happen. And you're like, well, okay, I grow big. Is that what's going to happen? No. But no, when you steal all his jelly beans, he gets mad at you and he pops his claws out like Wolverine. Schnick, schnick. And he's a giant, exactly. He's a giant, uh, giant Wolverine bear. He's Wolverine meets Terminator meets... Uh 
what was that lockjaw from He-Man? He had like <laughs> shark metal teeth. Yeah, he did. It's a monster. Yeah, and then it, then that's a boss battle, and you have to rip the fur off of him in a mini game, which <laughs> jumping on him was it took almost impossible. Way too long. Yeah, and it took like you know eighteen minutes to be. <laughs> now the timer clock was finally started to tick down, but then I ripped the most fur off of him, and then uh, finally started chomping into his um, his metal bits. And then he dies, and you get cookies. And we didn't even finish an entire game because it was taking like a day. But fortunately, yeah. you can save. And I, I you know, I, I don't know. This is sad. I thought the the block dropping uh, celebration of the 30th anniversary <laughs> on the iPad was better. Uh, you know, time more well spent. And it's sad because, like I mentioned, even a Pac-Man racing game that came out for, <laughs> for uh, Pac Rally or whatever it's yeah. called for the for Pac-Man the, R. Yeah, something like that uh, for the GameCube, I think, would have been, you know, uh, more enjoyable. It's a shame, too, because Namco has a lot of character. I mean, not even to get into Tekken, but, you know, Dig Dug and then Mr. Driller. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of characters they could have added to this. Mm -hmm. It does not feel like your board game party game no it, it is. doesn't feel like a namco game it doesn't yeah if it, it just it's very odd for, like i said for the first 10 minutes and i think you'd agree all we were doing was just hitting the a button yeah we weren't doing anything else we were just hitting a <laughs> and then it would dice. show us stuff and then we'd hit a and then it would show us more stuff <laughs> and we hit a and I'm yeah, like, you, do, you don't move your characters nope. you don't you know they all just run by themselves and they land on a special cookie space uh, yeah, you get hover boots at one point get the hover boots you get to decide <laughs> if you want to move one or eight Le- uh, blocks and when you push to the left to choose between one and eight it's it steps through sequentially and shows your character moving to those spots and let's say that you get all the way to eight because you want to see am i going to land on cookie uh by exact count get extra cookies and then you decide no i want to go i want to actually just move one space you have to <laughs> wait for your character animate through all these numbers going sequentially backwards so unfortunately no good yeah so, uh, speaking of 10 minutes, that was 10 minutes on... Uh, Two <laughs> brutal games on the way. Yeah. Let's Are talk we about in another good ones g- yet or no? We're getting so closer. We're okay. getting closer. Let's talk about a game that you actually got me very, very excited about. Epic Mickey. We, we touched on it. Oh, yeah. I thought this was going to be back. great. We're, we're going back to the original Disney. If you Oswald. read those, those interviews with uh, Warren Spector, yeah. you thought this game was going to, you know... Blow your socks off. The it next, was going to be the next so big thing. Very original. It was going to be you could be good or bad, Mickey. You could be mischievous or you could be kind. There's yeah. all these, uh, you know, Disneyland and a dystopian light. Now we have differing opinions on this. I think we do. Uh, here's the thing. I played it and I like the idea of it. I like the visuals of it. But what do you do basically? It's a very, you have, you have in a my opinion, yeah. It, you you have a paintbrush. You can either paint. Or use thinner. And that's the whole mechanic of the game is you're either painting portions of a wall or painting Ex- a door. Exactly. Portions. Yes. It's There's not, only yeah. certain places that you could use the thinner or the paint. And it's very obvious, too, because they, they have a, a, a different hue about them mm-hmm. or there's a ghosted wall. So that's fine. And I mean, uh, you know, when we were reading about the game, it sounded like you could just run around the yeah. world and it had to erase sh- the entire world and you're standing in a void. Right. And that would have been awesome. But you. <laughs> Realistically, that wasn't going to happen. It's a puzzle game. It is very much a generic platformer with elements of puzzle. The mechanic is kind of... It's not really anything that jumped out at me where I was just Mm -hmm. like, wow, this is amazing. I've never seen this before because we have seen this before. Mm -hmm. 
Mickey fights two of the most generic antagonists in licensed game, and of course, that's controls and camera. Because the controls and camera in this game are horrendous. The, the camera is bad. You can move it with the X pad, but there's some places where you can. You're supposed to be able to look in first person. Some places you can't. Right. Horrendous. Now, you get that dystopian Disney world. You go into an alternate universe where Oswald, the lucky rabbit, is uh, in place of Mickey. He's the placeholder of Mickey, where mm-hmm. he lived the life. He that, went on. Yeah, that Mickey lived in universe A. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of interesting, and the game kind of focuses on these characters that Disney either kept locked away in the vault or lost were forgotten about to. or lost license to. Uh, Oswald the Lucky Rabbit, for those who don't know, is a character that Walt Disney created for Universal Pictures. And then when he left Universal, they kept the rights to Oswald. Right. Flash forward many, many years later, and they traded a, a live human being sportscaster for a cartoon rabbit. <laughs> Between the two companies, which you, don't, which you don't get in this game. No, you. But it, <laughs> in, in, in the real world, yeah, this real actually world. happened. Yeah. A sportscaster <laughs> left ABC and went to NBC, and Disney got a cartoon rabbit. Yeah, but this cartoon rabbit is the antagonist, or at least you think he's the antagonist in this game, and uh, he it, makes a boo boo when trying to give the works to Mickey. Correct. Or does he? Yeah. The, you know, the, the storyline, it, it's there. There's mm-hmm. definitely that narrative that Warren Spector promised in the early, you know, rumblings about this game. Mm-hmm. Here's something that peeves me. Yeah. Okay. Now, I don't mind the fact that Mickey doesn't talk. But why uh. is it that every, for lack of a better term, bullshit Kingdom Hearts game can have voice acting, All right. but a huge marquee title like this, it's Even in the cutscenes. Yeah, it's, it bothers me a lot. Pika, Pika. You know, it's like, it's just more of that. Like, I'm just, I can't stand it. Why do they not have voice acting? Like, these are characters who have legacies. Mm. You know, their voices are... Now, I, again, and it sounds like Mickey's doing, you know, it sounds oh, yeah. like a, a He's perfect just imitator runs. of Mickey. Now, is it because it's on the way? I have to wonder. No! It's it's a, it's a DVD. <laughs> true. Yeah. True. I just, there are limitations to the system, and I think maybe the, some of the controls and the camera are at fault uh-huh. to that system. And I don't know if Warren Spector really wanted to put this on the way or if this was something that was, hey, Mickey, families, we, two great tastes that taste great together. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, let's do I don't know if this was the best hardware to put this game on. I, I think it looks gorgeous. It, does, I don't, it looks I, really it looks good. great. The music is fantastic. Music's good. Reworked uh, pieces that, the, you know, if you watch interviews with the composer, you had a rough time. How am I going to make small world sound menacing? Correct. But it, it's And that's great. what's really cool is that you get that dystopian Disneyland, so you, you see a lot of familiar parts of Disneyland, if you've ever been, mm-hmm. but in this sort of twisted, and it's not even like twisted in a Tim Burton type of way where everything has black stripes right, and swirls. Yeah. It's like just, it's just in the haunted house, basically. Yeah, it's destroyed. It's like. Yeah. like it is absolutely destroyed and very mm-hmm. menacing, like you said. Uh, cool characters that came back were the gremlins. You know, the World War II gremlins that used to uh, destroy fighter (laughs) planes, you know, their engines and things. The Bugs Bunny type of stuff. Right. Um, And I was hoping for the seven dwarves that encourage you to dump oil into the Everglades to kill mosquitoes. They were not there. Okay. Um, But 
I thought it would go along with the dystopian characters. But I, I like the 2D type of worlds. And, you know, it's like a 3D environment, but you're doing the action platforming like the beanstalk. Yeah, between really portions, like you, you do these 2D elements, which are cool because they, they go back to the older Mickey cartoons like the beanstalk mm-hmm. and Steamboat Willie. Yeah. Those play really well. The 3D world... It's really spotty with the controls, really bad with the camera. And I got a little further in the game than you did. And there was actually oh, yeah. one boss battle where you're running around and you're thinning the floors to dump the enemies into mm. uh, acid or thinner. <laughs> right. Uh, and then you build them back up because the enemies also throw thinner. So you could fall in the acid. And then there was one portion where Mickey got frozen into a floor and was continuously doing this like breaststroke animation and I couldn't get out of it and that Uh was the point of the game where I was just like you know what I really want to like this game Mm -hmm. but it's really hard to like there are some parts where you're where you're like I I can't figure out where I'm supposed to go and because I can't look around right it's going to take me far too long to do this simple task Right. And it's a very simple task. Now, uh, I, I have a different take on the game. I think that right now, when, when it's so dry on the Wii, I think this is a, a great little adventure game. And if you have time to invest in it, don't mind being stuck in a very simple level for an inordinately long yes. amount of time. Then you're good with it. What I recommend is Mickey Mania for the Sega CD. You do a lot of the same Steamboat Willie. It's in black and white. It yeah. has the film grain going over top of it. You do the, the, the um, Wizard's Apprentice, that right. type of stuff and you know i, I that's like how this story starts too it's sort of an evil wizard instead of a good wizard right the magician's apprentice or whatever it was called was a good guy and then mickey gets into trouble that's full 2d with great hand-drawn pixel art one of my favorites uh, the mickey mania for sega cd you know you know they, they they had a lot of early action platformers for the sega cd like uh, haunted castle or something like that and mm. the donald duck and for some reason everybody loves that one Donald Duck uh, with the plunger gun quack shot. It was oh, called. no, I never played this. People really love that one. Uh, it's neat because you use to shoot plungers at the wall to like like a ladder to jump up yeah. in places and then the plungers evaporate after a certain amount of time so you have to be quick with it. Johnny Capcom hates that. But <laughs> and I love Mickey Mania but uh, maybe the Wii. Uh, that would be great for them to release the Mickey. We don't have Sega CDs yet on the uh, on any of the Wii downloadable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. That would be a perfect one to release. That and a skitchin. Yes! I need my skitchin. I agree, though. It, you know, if you're you're hungering, you only got a Wii, I'm sorry. <laughs> this is definitely one of those titles I guess you should pick up. But for me, I was left a little disappointed. And yeah. luckily, Warren Spector kind of alluded to the fact that it might come out on other consoles in the oh, future. Yeah. Right. But, but I don't know if it's sold as well as, as they were expecting. Yeah. So that might not happen. And it's unfortunate, but because it's on the Wii. And it's not a kid game. A kid no. might, will get very frustrated with Confused. this 3D. Yeah, it's not uh, like business. it's scary for kids, but it's no, no, just not. It's, just, it's difficult. It yeah, is it's, difficult, it's difficult yeah. to navigate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What else we got? All right, so I turn you on to this game because I was shocked. Now this, the next game we're going to talk about, you will see this on the shelf you, because you'll it's never not downloadable. It and you will say, why would I want to play another roll around monkey ball uh, um Camel toe, uh, camel we'll tree, try. camel try. <laughs> you know, I played camel tree try for the past, you know, 900 years when it came out. Why do I want to do another roll around marbly game? What if I said it's by Hudson? Now you're getting me more interested. What I if love I, Hudson. What if I said it had some 
weird title above it <laughs> that you can't pronounce Koripi. Koropopo. Well, you. For all the tacos out there. You would have had me at Cat's Eye Marble. Oh, okay. Cat's Eye Marble. What have I told you about Cat's Eye Marble? This is a one or two player split screen title, and it is a marble roller, but. Why is this so fun and interesting? I don't know. I think it's the simplicity in the controls. What you do is you hold your Wii remote yeah. and you tilt it to move your marble across this uh, stage a la the old labyrinth. I guess it's yeah. a board game where you turn the knobs mm-hmm. and have the ball bearing move. Sure. Also, I was getting feelings of marble madness, of course, because marbles is marbles. And as you move through these stages, it's, you know, you're trying, when it's split screen, you're trying to beat your friend. Yeah. And you can see a ghost awesome. marble of your friend yeah. as you're playing. So you're trying to speed up and get the best time. And you fly off. It has those elements of uh, Trials HD where you want to get the best time, mm-hmm. you know, as you're competing against somebody. And that's probably the biggest drawback is that. This game isn't something that you can play online and share your scores or times with other people because that's what really makes it a lot of fun. I mean, this is fun just playing single player with two people because you're trying to beat each other. But the the split screen is a lot more fun. I didn't play split screen until we played it together. Uh The levels get more and more complex. So at first, it's just a simple track. You have to get around and you collect gems. And then there's a certain number of gems. You have to collect them. You have to collect them. Or you got to go back. Correct. And that's what makes it difficult is sometimes you'll miss a gem because you don't realize it's, you know, around the bend Mm -hmm. and up. You just went around the bend. You collect the gems and it opens a portal and that's the finish line. And once you get to the finish line, whoever gets the best time wins. Mm -hmm. It's not really complex at all. But unlike Monkey Ball, it's not about speed and time. Even though you want to beat your friend, this game is more about accuracy. And I think that's where it has a distinction from games like Monkey Ball and, and other games that existed. It's very skill-based. Y- yeah, you, you have to get good at this. And I think anyone can get good at it. And I think that trying to challenge yourself is even in there as well. So I think it has all the elements of what make uh, a standard type of video game now we great. Should- now that we've explained it, we should probably tell you what the name of it is, which is Marble Mania. Right. <laughs> Kuropi Marble Mania. Kuropi Marble Mania Something by like Hudson. That. You can get it for a steal. I mean, this is a down and dirty cheap game because nobody is picking this game up. <laughs> Nobody's. I got this on a recommendation. This is a great game for everybody. It's a great family game. It's a great game if you're a hardcore player, casual player. It really just fits into any of these molds. I was shopping around for a, a game for my little sister. Oh, actually, it's called Koro Rip Nimpa. Kor- <laughs> Koro. You know, this is another Type in Marble Mania. Yeah. This is another example of, hey, Ma, go get me Koro Rinpa. <laughs> okay, I got you Koropi's Adventure. <laughs> yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, I got you, you know, Lone Wolf and Cub. I don't know what <laughs> Koro Nimpa is. Speak English. Yeah. So I got this on a recommendation because I was buying a game for my little sister. And if you ever try to buy a game for a younger audience, Mm. it's difficult because there are a lot of licensed games out there and all of them suck. They don't control. They're terrible. They're a waste of money. So I I saw you playing Barbie Adventure for the NES the other day. Yes, I was playing that at uh, that bar you frequent. Yeah, they have they have so many games. So many games. That's a terrible game. That's a great example. You're of a fighting game. a tennis racket, and you have a f- baseball. Baseball, baseball for, for some, some reason. At what? I don't know. And uh, as time has went on, those type of titles have not evolved very much. No. So I wanted a game that she could enjoy, but also would be a good game. Yeah. 
and I this was recommended to me, and I, I was like, ah, I don't know, but for the price point of fifteen bucks, I was like, I really can't go wrong. And lo and behold, this was a game that everybody wanted to play come the holiday season. We were all gathered as a family. We we're all trying to beat each other's score, and it's not a mini game, and it's, it's not, not a mini game. It's no, very there's multiple so stages, uh, very attractive stages. Speaking of uh, being, attractive, yeah, they look neat. Uh, you start off in woods, and then there's a dessert world, and you unlock different marbles that have different attributes. Some are faster than others. Some are uh, very annoying. Some have very annoying attributes. And uh, I didn't get motion sickness. And there was a dancing strawberry cake. Yes, a swaying strawberry cake. And if that's not a reason to pick this game up, I, I don't know what I is. Don't know either. Very good. All right, and we're actually bringing Chizzy in, our own Chiz, for the review of the next Wii game. And what Wii game was that? That would be the Michael Jackson Experience. Now, was it an experience? Yeah. Okay, very good. I love it. Barely a game, though. Barely a game, agreed. What do you do here? You have a, a choice of dance songs. Okay. And then you pick your song, and you can either be Michael Jackson or one of the background dancers. Of so you course. could multiplay this. You could multiplay this. In fact, my sister multiplays this with her daughters. Okay. Who also love the Michael Jackson experience. Okay. Now the dancing is phenomenal in this, uh, mm. and a great selection of songs as well. Michael Jackson mm. all throughout his uh, history. Absolutely. And all throughout his experiences. And they have very talented folks. This is not Michael Jackson on there. No, they have incredibly talented dancers who can emulate Michael Jackson moves to a T. So when you're actually watching the Michael Jackson dancer, it's one of these other dancers that they just manipulate the face so it looks like it's Michael. Right. They, they sort of put a, an effect on the entire screen. and it, yeah. But it looks fantastic. Oh, it, it really looks amazing. But this is for the Wii. So all it uses is the Wii Mote. You're trying to do Michael Jackson moves, and all it's really registering is the switches of what direction the Wiimote is in. That is correct. So let, you could essentially sit on your couch mm-hmm. and uh, rotate tilt the, the right way. Yeah. Tilt, tilt your Wiimote up, down, left, right, and still get a perfect score. Right. And yeah. usually when you try to do the game and actually hit all the moves, mm-hmm. you can also score horribly. Yeah, it's true. I've done some some of the dances, and I've scored horribly, and, and I've done some, and I've scored very well. So I think it has a lot to do with your position, where you're standing, and how well the uh, receiver is picking up the, the flicks and the, the motion of the Wiimote. Right, because it's, it's not actually measuring anything with the IR, because you're not pointing at the right. screen. It's just measuring the, the direction uh, that you're holding the Wiimote, and it does not use Wii Motion Plus. Now, they also simplified the dance moves. You know, it is a video game, so you only have a set number of moves that you're going to do, and then you repeat these through the songs. But some of them get more complex. But there's only a limited range of moves you're going to do. You're not going to do the exact... Thriller dance, for example, yeah. it gets close, and it has parts of that. Yeah. But it is a reduced move set. The thing, it does have, like, this semi-crotch grab in there. Oh, no, it has crotch grabs. (laughs) Yeah, very good. True that. Very good. Yeah. And some other fun things that I like with the game is not uh, you, you get to do the dances and as you are uh, receiving your points, then you can also unlock other dances. You can unlock some uh, behind-the-scenes um, concert footage, which is fun. And you can also unlock how to learn specific moves. And the, they have three choreographers. Those, these are also the dancers who are emulating Michael throughout the video game. Mm-hmm. But three choreographers who will break down certain dances and very uh, familiar 
familiar Michael Jackson moves, and I just think it's a very enjoyable game. And it's supposed to be coming out for the uh, PS3 and the 360, which have more uh, ability to measure where you are in space. But how will they be? Who knows? As learning dances and as having fun in music and looking at something very visually impressive for the Wii, it's very good. But as a game... Uh, like I mentioned, it's barely a game. Another thing that I really enjoy about the game is there are Michael Jackson songs that me, being a diehard Michael Jackson fan, have never heard of. There's one song uh, called Sunset Driver that I unlocked, and it's supposedly from Off the Wall, which I know that record <laughs> in and in, never heard yeah. Sunset Driver, but it's one of my favorite songs and one of my most favorite dances. And very surprising, Holy Diver is also in there. And something else I like is that there are classic dances you can choose from or newer dances. So it, there's the classic dances will be what the choreographers think Michael would be doing now as a classic move. Gotcha. Like it's, it has a disco feel to it. I think it's very enjoyable. And there are, there are the Afro'd Michael Jackson. Absolutely. So that's what's great about yeah. it. Too. And you also get a great workout. You do get a great workout, and you and your sister love it. So I think if you're a dancer, you're a casual gamer, perhaps, uh, if you love Michael Jackson, you're going to really enjoy this title. If you're trying to get a good score, a high score, if you're a perfectionist like that, you're probably not going to enjoy it as much. But uh, you play it, and it's one of the only games you've been playing on the Wii lately, and your mm -hmm. sister does it all the time. Yeah, constantly. So. And there's a, there's a few other dancers in my dancing school that they, too, have also embraced this game, and they yeah. love it. And, you know, you need some games for your Wii because, boy, it's really dried up. So it's, it's a fun title, a little dancing title. Yeah, agreed. Thanks, Chiz. You're welcome. So you think you'll be picking up the Michael Jackson experience? Uh, no. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're not going to try to do those dances? I would, I would pay... At least $5 to see you try to do some of those dances. Just to see me grab my crotch? <laughs> no. No, some of the dances. Yeah. Hey, uh, even if they're the background dances, they're I can't with my club foot. Oh, that's right. You yeah. have that club foot. And you are 18 feet tall. Yes. Now, the other game that we played was a game that got a lot of hype, and that was Kirby's Epic Yawn. Epic Yarn. Yarn. Now, I was always like, uh, the number What's one thing. epic? Beep. <laughs> Overused. Well, it was epic. I'll tell you that because it's it's epically bizarre mm. that our vacuum-sucking hero that sucks in the enemies and then presses down and becomes them yeah. would be made out of yarn. I was like, why? Yeah. Before this came out, why is he made out of yarn? And why is he changing into a car? I'll tell you why. Yeah. Because we're biting off a little big planet. We are. And that's I said Hard. that too. Yeah, it, it does steal a lot of bits from there. And, and there's no doubt about it. <laughs> but what was that one line? He goes, uh, hey, I'm on pants. It's the color oh, of yeah. pants. Yeah, there, like there's that. this really... Um, you find out why he's yarn. Yeah, you do. Uh, should we, we shouldn't spoil that, I guess. No, we can. Yeah. Okay, a wizard, a wizard turns you into yarn. Yeah. The end. <laughs> the, yeah, the end. And now he can't suck things because they go right out as yarn. Which body. they explain. Because yeah. what I was saying uh, to Wiggs when we started to play this game, I'm like, let's take a character who's been around for 15 years yeah. and lose the mechanic yeah. that made him who he is. Exactly. The pants comment, He when he first comes to this yarn and felt world, the narrator goes, Kirby was disturbed to find the grass felt like pants. <laughs> and I, we both looked at each other like, like really? Pants. Not like material. Like, no. Or like, not like denim. Like pants. What like type pants. of pants? But uh, uh, that's the other thing. It has a narrator just like Little Big Plan. He doesn't have the English accent. But 
these are the worst parts of the game. The pants. Yeah, the narrow. Uh, taking your stickers that you find around the yes. level. What do they call them, though? Patches. You put patches in room. Evidently, you're a slumlord. Yeah, because you rent apartments, and the people that want to buy your apartments won't buy them unless you have certain patches in there, like a patch of a chair and a patch of a table. Those elements really slow down this game, and also the music. Because it's in of, between stages, this yeah. is happening. And the, mus- I, I, the music. I guess bad. you could skip it, but you can't. You have to, like, rent rooms. Yeah. Dumb, yeah. Uh, it's the equivalent of sticker books in in the in the Little Big Planet, and the patches uh, are real hard to find. They'll be like right in front of you <laughs> yeah. and barely obscured by a box. You know. And then when you rent the rooms to the certain people, you can play little mini games where you have to find them in a set amount. And they're of time. hard they're- to find because they're barely <laughs> obscured by an object and right in front of yeah. you. These parts of the game stink. But the game itself, I think, was very fun. There was a moment where you and I looked at each other and we were like, this is awesome. And yeah. it happened maybe... Oh, right. The uh, end bosses. I'd say like 10 minutes in. We, we, were, we, we played the tutorial. We figured out all the things you could do. You know, you could use your yarn as a whip. And I kept having a feeling like it was Castlevania where I could whip objects to get them. Yeah. You know, all of the ca- candle. Yeah. Uh, you cannot do that. But you can whip it onto like little hooks and swing or and pull you, back a piece of felt to yeah, find yeah, objects. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you we pull were, back buttons. It was, we was feel, especially with that narrator, it was feeling oh, yeah. way, way babyish. And then there was this one moment in, in the game where we got it raveled together and then became a, a city crushing robot. Yeah, we were a giant robot. A rocket fist and I could rocket shoot missiles fist, out had of my me. mouth. You had me at rocket fist, man. And that's what's cool about the game. It's two-player co-op. Yeah, and that's all we play. We didn't play the one player, so we really don't know how right. Blue Boy... What was his name? It was like, Prince Fluff. Fluff. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I really I don't want... You even though you're Fluff. pink, I didn't yeah. want to be Prince, Prince Fluffer Fluff. running yeah. around. Uh, oh, boy. But yeah, they work together. It's In cooperative. A, a lot of things happen in like, uh, super, new Super Mario Brothers for the Wii, where you exactly. can pick up your friends and it, throw them. It was like a slow controllable version of the Super Mario because it doesn't move the, the level it's for very you. very methodical. You can go you can go slow yeah. and but you can't go back. You you can only really right. move forward so you're limited on going but you can go back a little bit I think. No uh, you like can go I, back it's just that there'll be certain portions where like what we had was I was at one end of the screen you were at the other yeah. and I had to like work back to get you where I was. Yeah. Sometimes when you're going up if the other person falls this little yarn angel will drag them around Oh, right, right, if you die. Drop you off. And another neat thing about it is that uh, you, you step into the background... And you're uh, a bulge, <laughs> and, but you're not. It's not like the three levels of Little Big Planet, which to me get annoying at times. Too deep, yeah, and hard to control sometimes mm. uh, with the levels that you go. Uh, this one, you just jump into, say, like a, a house, and then there's a bulge of you behind the material, which is uh, very comical. They're like little puppet theaters or dioramas that you're yeah. operating with. Yeah, that's like what they Little feel. Big Planet. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. <laughs> you're a piece of Kirby yarn in Little Big Planet, but yeah. it works well there's a lot of stuff going on a lot of parallax type of things very interesting and a lot of fun game but you have to get over those those horrible narration parts and, and the babyish parts but the game itself it controls doesn't well. feel like a like a baby game you know but i think that's how kirby always was i think it was teetering on 
do I feel like an uncomfortable baby or right. is this freaking yeah, like, awesome? The, the you know? antagonists in Kirby are very, very cutesy. I mean, Meta Knight and uh, King DDD or whatever. Yeah, King DD. They look like uh, what scenario scenario characters like oh, Kurobi, Sanrio, yeah, Sanrio yeah, 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 yeah. and Hello Kitty and stuff exactly, like that. So yeah. they, they were never ever menacing. It teeters, you know? Very, it teeters. It's definitely on the fence leaning toward the babyish side. <laughs> but I got to say, it controls very well. But and when we got to those bosses, it was so cool. Yes, so, when you combined so into a, yeah. a different object together, yeah. Yeah. it was very interesting. Yeah. And like we were saying about turning into cars, you can turn into different things like a parachute, a car, and what was the other? We turned into UFOs. We but that was into, a boss level. That was boss level. Yeah. We turned to you could do the anvil drop. Oh, the anvil you don't, drop. The, the mechanic of sucking guys in and, and the kid chameleon thing, that's gone. It wasn't missed though. It wasn't missed. No, no, no. I think no. you could do the it other thing. It was just things. a different mechanic. Exactly. That, uh, that was fun and a, a different take on the franchise. And I don't think that Kirby was out of place as the character that they used in here. Right. And they I did think a good job. better than explaining. Mario. Oh, you know, yeah. Because sure. he's a blob, I think that that worked a lot better. So they did a good job explaining why the mechanics changed. So, so I think we got some good games, you know? Some. Uh, some good games for the Wii. And they're definitely out there and other ones that you probably want to stay away from, even if they're in the discount bin. So, hey, Kyle, thank you for joining us for another episode of We Talk Games. Thanks, Chiz, as well. And we hope to talk to you very soon on either another council slash interview, interview or uh, another bobble. Talk to you then. Bye. I love weenus. Oh.